discovered one of the things I was going to spend my uh, sound exchange money on was uh, fixing my computer so I can use my actual mic and camera setup again. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm getting paid on Friday, so hopefully uh, I'll be able to grab it out of that. We'll see how much my computer costs to fix. That's really good. You know what else we're going to do? Start the show proper this time. That's all. Penis into her vagina. That's all. A thousand apologies, everyone. No, I meant to start it properly this time. Come on. Ashley, what are you noshing on? I got myself some chocolate. Oh, what's yeah, Easter baby. Easter chocolate, Easter chocolate. What type of Easter chocolate are you having? It's not Easter chocolate. It's just chocolate. But it's the Wednesday it's... after Easter chocolate, John. Come on. Yeah, what have you guys been up to since Sunday? <laughs> it was my birthday. Uh... How did that go? <laughs> oh yeah, Chris. <laughs> what did you do in the end? <laughs> Chris, you know what I got you for your birthday, Chris? What's that? The start of the show. Oh no, the Canadians are coming. Chris, John, and Irish Ashley combined to make the ultimate team better than any wet dream. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Fishery. <laughs> I can see you making that face the whole time, Chris. And <laughs> I was just like, what's he gonna do here? What's the what's the what's the end game? What's the what's oh the play here? <laughs> oh, just continuation. A lot of the times, uh, my favorite jokes are just uh, me doing something for way too long uh, until everyone's mad but me. Um. <laughs> I can make a really funny joke about like all your like you like, that's your whole comedy career. That's my new guy. You like my that new was guy? a really funny joke. Accented by a well-timed pose. Yeah. Roast my new roasting professor character. <laughs> professor McRoasterson. Oh yeah, that's right. Perfect <laughs> pr- Professor Jeff McRoasterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tenured. Hey Ashley. Can't fire uh, him. Is that chocolate in your mouth or are you eating? Who? Oh, <laughs> oh, she scooped it out with her weird gloves. <laughs> oh yeah, can we revisit the gloves, please. I'm fascinated. Okay. What? Are... <laughs> sure. What are... Just okay. <laughs> the gloves Fine. Are for, for dusty and dirty areas. Oh, here we go. Look at that. I... But here's my question for it's, you. It's, Med- it's well, okay. I've been working out in, I got them because I've been working out in a distillery for the past few weeks. Yeah. And the one of the first things we have to do is the bottles that have been brought in all have a tiny little label on them so that we know what whiskey it is that's been put into the bottle. Mm. Oh, that, that label has to be removed before you can put the actual uh, designer labels on okay. um, the actual whiskey labels on so you have to use glue remover and if I showed you the state of the gloves at the end of the day and just the amount of grime and dirt on them you'd just be like <sighs> it. even if you didn't have the ridiculous crepe paper thin skin that I have that's allergic mm. to everything you just don't want all of that gross stuff on your hands yeah. on your skin all day 
Well, um, especially yeah. since we all know that glue remover is 90% jizz. <laughs> oh my God, it's... imagine. <laughs> no, that wouldn't make any sense. Because as we all know that jizz meets water is one of the most sticky, the stickiest substance on the planet. It's the opposite. It's na nature's glue. <laughs> yeah, but you use it dry. It's like that powder that uh, gymnasts put on. Oh my God, there's nothing worse than dry powdered cum. Uh, I use you, you that say that? as a roast That's a joke. million dollar idea. I use that as a roast joke against How you. How so? Go Do you ahead. Not remember we did we we did the roast battle on here? And I remember that. that. Yeah, I remember one that of, we did. One I of the jokes I had what... was that you looked like you'd been conceived from dried semen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. That's funny. Good joke. Originally <laughs> written about Ryan Cullen. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you guys have the same. You you're in that same kind of. Yeah, it worked for both of you. <laughs> was that the one we did? Twelve hours. Was that the mega stream yeah. that was twelve hours long? Yeah, Holy that was with um. That was with your weed buddy. What's his name? We had, Frank Castillo. Um, Frank Castillo. Yeah. We had Suze Kempner and we had Elliot Steele. Yes. Oh my God, yeah. And yeah, they were our judges. Oh my God, the thing went on yeah. for like Elliot was on for like four hours because we yeah. did a pre roast. Yeah. Like two and a half hours. And we did a quiz as well. Oh my God. I think I just remembered Elliot gave me um, the same uh, response that one of my old agents gave me, which was, um, I'm sure that's funny, but I'm too dumb to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> which one of your old agents said that? That's my. What was what the I joke? <laughs> the, fir the first day, the first agent. Um, I think oh, it was yeah. something about, it wasn't a great joke, but it was about, uh, um, John's therapist, uh, and the punchline was how do you treat the man who has everything? Um, oh, yeah, and, yeah. And it was, I, I remember, that was what Elliot said. I remember Frank had like a delayed reaction and they went, Oh, nice. And then, and Elliot was just like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's a fairly common. I told you about the best post-show uh, remark I've ever gotten. Right after a bomb, go ahead. I was in. Uh, I was in this little pub in Kent. This show cost me ten other shows by the same promoter. That's how badly it went. He canceled a whole run of shows. Whoa! Yeah, name this and shame. Is, name and shame. I can't. I can't. It was. It, it's called Out of Bounds Comedy. Yeah. 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 Let me put this guy. Let's put this guy into context for you. He runs uh, gigs in golf clubs exclusively in the Kent region. Okay. He rate. I remember being the acts were kind of graded on the week. He was like, "You're more of a Thursday or Friday act, not Saturday." And I was like, "No idea what okay. that means. Whatever you'd like. That's that's yeah. who we're dealing with." I, I remember he got like he got he got mad at me afterwards. He sent me this when he canceled all the shows. He was like mad at me, and he's like, "My wife said that when she paid you, you didn't you didn't hang around afterwards." And I was like, "Listen, I'm sorry if that's how it came across, but I had just bombed so phenomenally that your wife didn't seem like she wanted to talk to me." <laughs> and he went, "You know what? Fair enough. That's fair." <laughs> and um. It was, um, it's actually, it's like a, it's a story that I tell a while because it was a very like definitive bomb where 20 minutes I d killed there the last time I was there. And for some reason this time, oh, so he'd fucking, seen you before. He'd seen me before. Yeah. So he was really like, what happened? I was like, honestly, I don't know. It's the same jokes you saw me murder with 
It was the same set, just Damn. bombed. And they were like, so it was, it was, I bombed for 19 and a half minutes. And then I stopped for a second, 20 minutes set. I stopped and I went, listen, guys, because they were like mad. And I was like, listen, guys, I understand I'm not the comedian you wanted. If I'm honest, you're not the crowd I wanted either. And like, but listen, I don't, I don't wish you any will. It's just a difference in taste. That's okay. You're going to love the rest of the comics. How about I tell you one silly joke just before I go? Oh, no. It'll just be something fun, and I'll leave. And they all kind of like calm down. They were like, "He understands. He's right." Okay, and they're all on my side again. And then I told what that one silly joke, joke, and they hated that too. They hated that joke too. <laughs> just dead silence. <laughs> and I just laughed and walked off stage. Do you remember who else was on this lineup? Uh, Mark Simmons was hosting and destroyed. Oh, they want they wanted puns. They wanted like clever wordplay stuff. Okay, and that's not what I do and it's best exemplified by the comment that i got after the show where a guy came up to me and he was i was waiting to get paid and a guy came up to me he's really nice but he was just like hey man you seem nice it's just we don't really like to think (laughs) (laughs) Um. that's you know what? You don't want that audience, though. <laughs> At all. But it was such I a sweet moment of like absolute honesty. He's like, "No, nah, yeah. that's not what we do." <laughs> uh, I have wow. to jump off because I I have a headphone issue that I issue that I thought was going to resolve itself. And you're mm-hmm. both of you, were, but both of you are coming in, but it's like laser beam noises occasionally, and it really okay. hurts. So I need to fix this. <laughs> oh, his audio is at warp speed. Okay. Um, yeah, that was. Um, one of the wildest, most honest things. And he didn't say it with any shame. There was no sense of like, because no. there was no, there was no Elliot to it. There was no, you know, I'm too dumb to understand this. He was like, we don't even want to understand your jokes. We're not interested. You know what? That guy knows who he is and what he wants. And I kind of respect it. <laughs> that was it. It was kind of beautiful. It was. He's, he has appreciation for the fact that he is ignorant. He is ignorant and it is blissful absolutely curated it's on wow. purpose and he is not interested in changing it a wow. remarkable moment we don't That's like excellent. to think incredible incredible i'm sure i've told the story of my favorite feedback after a gig once but one sorry one, one quick addendum to that um looked at the electoral map for that all tory heads up just curious in case you're wondering who's i didn't voting need for you them. to tell me that uh i know it's just nice to you know say it out loud sometimes um, yeah. sorry, what, no, as in, the... I, I, I could have guessed from the story that it was all Tory. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. a, but sorry, what was what was the thing that was said to you after your show? Yeah, one of, one of my favorite feedback things uh, was just, um, I had done a gig at Monkey Barrel, and I think mm. I've told this story before, but there was a group of men to the right of the stage, and they were all in the 50s, 60s-ish. Um, and I'd say there was maybe six of them thereabout. And they were just sort of muttering throughout the set Mm -hmm. and it was annoying enough that I was noticing it but I didn't think it was actually interrupting the room that much so I didn't draw any attention to it I kind of felt like I was the only one noticing it um and maybe just some of the people next to them but it it, you know when it's just not enough to bother John does not know what that means no he doesn't I know I know and he would (laughs) he would have been mad at me for not drawing attention to it but we're not all John. Um, yeah, he would. He would have wished a galaxy of late-term abortions upon them. Yes. No, yes. not right away. We go. We we get there. You don't. You don't always go there. Sometimes I you just, don't deserve that. <laughs> I assumed I just wasn't for them, and that's fair enough. Mm. But 
I one of them came up to me after the show and I was a oh. bit in, in the back of my mind I was just like right here we go what's he gonna say and he just came up and he was just like my daughter's a lesbian and I think she'd really love you yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's something about old people in Scotland that they like they always want they always want to surprise you so they never yeah. ever it's the only place but it was where, just like... it was oh he actually no he didn't say love he I think she would love you. I think she would love your material. I think it was what he said. Mm. Um, which I just thought was so funny because I did not talk about being gay at all. <laughs> it just resonates off you. It, it just, just resonated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I and I love I love that he at no point said, I liked your material and I think my daughter would too. He just very calmly was like it's just I'm, my I'm not gonna acknowledge how I feel about it. It's yeah. not important. What's important is I know someone who would love you. I think that's yeah, even better. I just that thought it was great. That, he, that he's like, no, no, you don't. Like, it doesn't. In many ways, I'm not going to like this. And I'll tell you why I'm not yeah. going to like it. Because my daughter will like it. And that's better. <laughs> Which no is doubt. a good relationship between a father and daughter. You should have different actually, tastes. He was really, really nice about it. But I do. Yeah. I think I think it was really it was really nice of him to acknowledge that his daughter would enjoy it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very that's funny so that funny. he had to spe specify lesbian. Yeah. I, it heads up. I think I figured it's, out your target demographic. Said, he could have just yeah. said, my daughter would have really enjoyed this. Yeah. But he had to say, my daughter is a lesbian. Therefore, yeah. I think she would really enjoy yeah. My daughter's a lesbian. A wink. She <laughs> I mean, maybe he was trying to set me up. I don't know. Yeah. Don't worry. She got her looks from her mother. Huh? 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 <laughs> oh, that's great. Have you ever I, had somebody's parents try to set you up with them? I had yeah. one friend in high school whose dad like just wanted us to get married, but in a very casual way. He was never like it wasn't like insistent. I've seen that with parents where they're like, "You guys are you guys should get married one day when you two are married." That kind of shit. Right. But he was just um, he like trusted me and liked me, so I remember we went. Um, I convinced her not to go to university and to move to England with me um, as a platonic friend. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing romantic ever happened between the two of us. She's still one of my closest friends. Uh, but she was like at a weird impasse where she wasn't sure what to do. I'd just gotten back from traveling. I was about to go back. And I was like, you're not ready for university right now. Just come with me to England. Worst case scenario, you miss a semester and you come back and you start university, but at least you tried something. And she told me when we were flying out there, she's like, I talked to my dad and she was like, who, who are you thinking about going with? And she was like, Chris, he went, oh yeah, then go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days. That's brilliant. Yeah. That is great. John, you had somebody try and set you up? <laughs> a few times. I've had it happen a few times. Like, nothing like notable. Yeah. You're definitely um, parent material, I think. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, which I'm always surprised by because the stand-up comedian really sneaks by them. They do not think about that. They're, mm -hmm. no. Yeah. Because they're like, well, what does that entail? Well, it's all right. Yeah. But yeah. When they then yeah. But it's fine. <laughs> I dig well, that was that I... was like um have you heard of Blaze Foley, a country music artist? No. Amazing guy, really great. Uh Towns really? Van Zant's best friend. Um, and they okay. um <clears throat> He was he was dating this girl. I was last in a documentary about him. Um, the Tales from the Tour Bus thing that I told you about, John. Uh, the Mike yeah. Judge one. He's got an episode about him. And um, he was dating this girl. And Blaze Foley was this like 6'3", all hairy, like coat, 
made of scraps of other coats used to sleep on the floor under pool rooms in the venue. Um, Dirtbag, beautiful songwriter. Um, and so he said, uh, she brought him home to meet her parents. She was hopelessly in love with him. She's like, meet my family. This giant Hagrid-esque character walks into their home and the parents are terrified, like very <laughs> upset. It's just like a nice suburban family. <laughs> and this like ghoul walks in and she said like it was at uh, the parents were freaking out. Like the mom almost started crying. Um, and then like they went out to go and have like a little like a parents meeting, you know, it's like, I need to uh, let's get some coffee. George, would you like to help me with a coffee? That kind of thing. And um, and when they came back, he was sitting there and he just had a guitar and he was just playing one of his songs and they immediately loved him. Immediately Aww. on a dime, saw it and were in. And I feel like it's like a similar thing with John was like comedian, tall, loud. Hmm. But then like you get to know him and it's like so charming, so funny. This man will be fine. This man will yeah. be fine. <laughs> Yeah, you have you have safe energy. Yeah, that's true. It's always so funny. I always am fascinated by uh, um, my girlfriend's parents' reactions to my friends because it's a re <laughs> that's a real rainbow coalition of wild. Yeah, so, like that's always an interesting one of like, well, who's this man screaming at you from an SUV? Oh, that's Brendan. Yeah, uh, mention <laughs> crypto or don't. I don't really know at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who's that large man wearing even at you with no sleeves and wearing shorts in the winter? Oh, that's a professional wrestler I know. Yeah, I gotta yeah. go say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why is someone working on his tippy toes? That man's name is Larry Dean, and he's pretty great, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really uncomfortable situation happen oh. when I was when I was 23. Um I was stay I was living with my parents and going to university at this time. Mm. And I was occasionally helping the neighbors across the road. The the mother of that family had had breast cancer and we mm. had sort of while she was getting chemo treatments, we had been picking up the kids from school and stuff. We were just helping out. And so I got quite close to the family at that point. But this woman had a brother that came through who uh, was helping out with the kids at at a, at a certain point as well and apparently this brother developed a little bit of a liking for me <laughs> oh boo but instead of approaching me like an adult <laughs> mm. he went to his sister what to go to my parents whoa <laughs> what does that mean weird to like honorable intentions for your daughter yeah. uh, pretty much that vibe how much for your women weird weird it that like was... fedora my lady energy it yeah. was so uncomfortable and my mother had to give me his was in was going to give me his phone number um or art oh i feel like i'm misremembering it now I think I got a text. I think I got a text from him. I think my parents had told the the neighbor yeah. that she could give her brother my phone number. He has our blessing. We appreciate that he went through the proper channels. And then, But then my mother said, oh, you know, this guy's probably going to send you or he might call you or give you a text or something. And I think at this point, my mother was just so desperate for me to date anybody. <laughs> she just didn't. 
she just didn't acknowledge that this was really a boundary cross in every part like it was a, he crossed a boundary his sister crossed a boundary and my parents crossed a boundary and it was just like i had to say to my parents that's not okay in <laughs> any way shape or form <laughs> that's so wild you also the idea of that you would go around you to your parent i know how to woo her i'll talk to her dad about boning yeah that's i mean i remember when i was like 15 and i had my first like girlfriend like we were going, we were going steady, um, and people talked about like I don't know talking to the dad, and it's important to pay respect, like weird, like not even like 1950 stuff, like 1800 stuff. Um, yeah. That was just like weirdly, we didn't really know what it was, but it felt like it was important in the same way that like John, remember we we talked we talked about this months ago, but in Canada, like if your girlfriend cheats on you, you are allowed to beat up that man. (laughs) You can punch him in the face. You can punch that man. One time. Um, time. But those, uh, but those, um, those kind of like weird, we didn't really question it. What you're forgetting is that you are now interacting with or using or, or playing with, if you would like to put it that way, his property. Oh, that's true. That's true. And that was why it was respectful. You don't borrow another man's plowshare without <laughs> first <laughs> making an offering and asking permission to, uh, yeah. you know, sow that field. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's weird. Did I word that just <laughs> enough to make you very upset? I was trying yes. to get it just right. Yeah, good, you good, really good, 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 you good. nailed yeah. it. You good. absolutely nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. deeply upset. But it I'll was a weird. We did we did feel that plow share. Uh, we did. Um, it's the it's the plow's problem. The share is also a problem. Um, oh, John's got laser ears. I think yeah, um, his, his speakers aren't working very well for him. But yeah, it was. I remember having that like in like conversations I was having with other like boys at the time, mm-hmm. and that just all fell away. Thank God. Um, but it was like a, it was there. But I, it's something that you grow out of. It's something that's a very silly, like you don't know how to talk to human beings, and so mm-hmm. there's these structures where like you go around the thing that's scary for you, and you talk to their parents or something, but you don't act on it, and you dirt. How old were you when this happened? When was this? I was 23. That's so wild. And how old was he? He was, this is the thing, he was like 33. I was going to say, but he's in his 30s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's the kind of like weird older guy definitely doesn't talk to women. Maybe I can trick this young girl. Yeah, that guy really has a real imagined scenario about something that happened between him and a stripper one time that did not occur. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. No, John, she liked him. They had a real sure connection. They, I'm sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was super weird. Yeah. I remember telling my therapist, and my therapist got really mad at my parents. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's a that's a win in yeah. therapy, in the therapy world. <laughs> Have you ever seen your ther- like seen your therapist catch themselves in a reaction? That was always my interesting one. I, remember I once I once burst no. into tears and it really I remember it like 
like I saw that he he was like he was caught by surprise so quickly it happened, but it caught himself like he was like (laughs) (laughs) my therapist has given up on the idea of like he just tells me how he feels about stuff, which I think makes him a bad therapist. But he's just very like what a therapist is supposed to do, by the way. The more you talk about your therapist, I'm like, what kind of therapy are you doing? He's the only one I've ever had. But he's very nice. He's on my side. I mean, if it works uh, for you, though, it doesn't matter what a therapist, therapist does. There shouldn't. Sense. There isn't really like a rule book. I mean, there is for. It, Brian, there is. Brian boundaries. Wilson would disagree with you, yeah. actually, very yeah. vehemently. But I think even if somebody's a little bit unconventional, if it works for you, then that's fine. Yeah, I think I can. I already know that I'm going to have to move on because I'm going to need someone to like start asking me. I'm just really... hard questions yeah. as opposed to being like, oh yeah, that makes sense. He's like a pal. He's like closer to a pal. He's paying a friend. Yeah, you need a new therapist, man. Yeah, yes. you need yeah. A new therapist. I'm really yeah. concerned that my therapist is going to die. What a why? Word. What have what they been saying during your? Adam? He's just really old <laughs> yeah. now. Oh yeah, it's been the same one forever, isn't it? It's been the same one for 15 years, but he was already old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a therapist. What else? What is he holding on to? Uh, I don't know. His sense of duty. Well, there's nothing. He's just like, uh, yeah. Like, but what I more mean is, he's a therapist. Nothing's on his on his. He's not holding anything in. He could last forever. He could be 110. There's no stress in this guy. Oh, that's what you mean. I thought you meant like oh, in terms of living. Yeah, I didn't- I didn't yeah, what's he holding on to? Yeah. Why explain more? Now we understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he could really keep going. Um, there was there was one session Wait. I had with him a few months ago, though, where he was like, "Oh, don't don't worry about the noise in the background. I'm on an oxygen tank at the moment." And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> "Wait a minute, is this guy like back in Ireland? Like, yeah, is he like an old... yeah, this guy's gonna he's, live forever." Here's the thing that no one. <laughs> <laughs> no one says about Irish people is if they can get over their health humps, which, you know, they don't always do. Um, they can just keep on. Fu- it's one of those things where it's like, listen, if they make it to the 70s, they're making it to the hundreds. They just got to yeah. make it to the 70s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What happens before yeah. then? Oh, they got to cut a lot of them off. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's it's the same in my family where everybody either dies when they're 52 or lives to 96. And once you you cross that sixty line, buddy, you are never dying. Congratulations for the long haul. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, that's yeah. I think yeah. I my grandmother, my grandmother died at ninety six, and even that was only because COVID got her. She was going nowhere. I guarantee she would have made it to a hundred. Your grandmother died. I didn't even realize this. I'm sorry, buddy. No, it was for the best. She was very ill. It was, wow. we all like breathed a sigh of relief yeah. when we heard, and I, I felt terrible because like she died and my first thought was like, oh good, just because like that was no, no way I to live. And I, I, I remember talking to my dad and my uncle about it and being like, so how do you feel? And they were like, honestly, relieved. It's, it was too long. It was no way to be. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. So I think at a certain a, point, if, if, you might technically be still breathing oxygen into your lungs, but you're not living. And oh yeah, and, no, and was... I don't, I don't think that that's. It's no. definitely and... better to just move on. 
and she'd had like terrible Alzheimer's for 20 years. Like so long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, My my grandmother was the same. She was really, she had 15 strokes over the course of 20 years. Oh Mm. my And she really was so incoherent towards the end of her life that like she she just didn't know who anybody was. Yeah, of and course. It was it was one of those things where it was like they took such good care of her, but it's kinda it's kinda like, did you take too good care of her? Like she really just didn't want to be there anymore. <laughs> and um I it was mad wonder. because my granddad was quite coherent up until quite late, and then he just deteriorated so quickly. Oh wow. And then my grandmother was told that he wasn't very well and she just she was she was stable at this point but she just died lights out as soon as she heard that he wasn't well she was gone and then as soon as my grandfather was told that she was dead he he just died they died 36 hours apart incredible that's perfect and so they got to be buried together and and it was yeah that's that's perfect they neither one of them wanted to do the dishes. How Irish of them! <laughs> right at the right at the precipice of it getting terrible, just being like out by just out. We're just done. Perfect. Um, Perfect. I mean, the thing is that it was it's it's really sad because they weren't together for the last several months at least. Because um, mm. my granddad had to get taken to a hospital in Sligo, and my grandmother was in a hospital in Dublin. So I think they just missed each other. Mm. I think they just missed each other and it's like, well, yeah. we'll be together again if we just die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, somewhere there's a handwritten letter of like, you in? I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I but, always find it the weirdest when they die like a year later and they're always like, of heartbreak. It's like, a year later? No, they were just getting back on their feet and the person that died like reached no, beyond the grave I think, and went back with me. I think you think you're going to get through it and then at a certain point you realize, no, I just have to live without the person I love now. And it yeah, doesn't, and some I people think, can face that I think and some people can't. it gets worse as you go on. It can, well, it depends. I mean, like that's sort of what happened to my dad is like basically after my mom died, he never recovered or tried to. He just sort of gave into it. And so now he's <laughs> unwell. And um, and the same thing happened to my grandmother. It was my, She was taking care of my grandfather for a long time. And then he died, and she didn't know what to do. She'd been sharp as fuck taking care of him. He was mm-hmm. so sick. But it was all like he was mentally very sharp the whole time, but he was like stroke, stroke, cancer, oh. all just all beat all of it, living on pure spite, would still go <laughs> and dance in um, – Old folks' homes, just to be like, I get to leave. <laughs> and oh, then so people go home. My grandfather was hilarious, but as soon as he died, steep slope down for my grandmother. Oh. And I think it was a combination of sadness and lack of responsibility. There was also like, well, what do I do with my time now? I've been taking care of this man for so long. And it was, uh, yeah, no, find find something to do, guys. That's I mean, If you retire, if your parents are retiring... Or if someone unfortunately dies, get them a hobby. Get them out of the house because they need something. um, I mean, modern kind of life looks at so much of like mental health and and life satisfaction. And you kind of, we're a lot more geared towards doing work that we enjoy and stuff like that now. You know, Mm. fulfilling your, like filling your life out with things that you, that make you feel good or, or, uh, 
make you value yourself and your time. Mm. Um, whereas I think in previous generations, you basically got married, just did a job that kept you and your family alive mm. and just raised a family. And when your kids mm. are gone, all you're really left with and you're retired, all you're really left with is the person you've married. Mm. And I mean, if that's the kind of been the focal point of all of your kind of love and passion and drive, I think if you lose that and you, you just don't know what to do because yeah. you haven't had this life where you filled it out with ambition and stuff, other things that keep you going. Yeah. Yeah. And no interest in it. Yeah. Wait, what I do also... I like? I I really strive to do things that give me some sense of meaning. And I still find it really difficult to and contemplate yet here... being alive. And yet here you are, Ashley, yeah. doing this podcast. Once again, podcasting, screaming into the chasm. Look at me making content. Once again, making it a very somber affair. Yeah, one, no longer. I just brought the vibe down so much. Why do I do that? I disagree. We're both laughing. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, about... Uh, no, I also think that also what it is, is it's also just people are like old and like, oh, they're dying. I'm dying too. And also... The other side of that is the amount of old women that just thrive for an additional 20 years. Their partner dies and it's like, oh, it's so sad he's gone. Oh, but nobody owns me anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's so... the that's if you have that sense of purpose. If you're like, I have something I want to do, yeah. then you can keep living. But if you have nothing that's like pulling you towards it, mm-hmm. nothing that you like want. Then you, just get you know sucked into that void, baby. <laughs> it's very easy. You essentially become a pothead without the weed. Yeah. You're oh, just no. like, I guess I'll do nothing. Okay. Yeah. And you just wait around. It's fucking bleak. There's a, um, there was a, a, I remember reading this thing about, it's like an interview with uh, um, nurses that work with terminal patients. And they were saying like, what do you say? Like, how can you deal with people that are terminal? Like right at the last minute, like what are you supposed to do? And this one nurse is like, tell them it's okay to go. These selfish fucks that sit by the bed and are just like, don't die, don't die. And Grandma's like, okay. And just oh. struggling to, to fucking stay alive. And like she said, the num- like it happens so often that, that this really? nurse was just like, listen, this is like a real thing. If you go, I love you, it's okay, let go. People just die right away. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me, though. It's crazy, though, right? That you could just choose to be alive. Yeah. It's a, it's a choice. (laughs) They're just like. I, I disagree with that nurse. That nurse's, that nurse's data set is so tainted by her just wanting to be right for this angry anecdote. Like, I guarantee, no, it's not based on anything at all. It's just based on her anecdotal evidence of remembering the time she's right and not the time she's wrong. I don't know, like, but it feeds into the placebo effect for me, where like the the mind is so powerful yeah. that even if a drug has nothing in it, your belief in it, like our thoughts have a lot of work in it. Like you can tell, there's a difference between like how old people are when there are kids around and they can finally be like, oh, there's hope and joy in the world. There's not just what I'm doing, and all of a sudden everything like improves and they're fun, and all of a sudden they don't limp anymore. Like so much of this is in our mind that it makes sense to me that you can be like. 
hold that you can literally hold on to life out of pure stubbornness i think some of it's just out of i think it's just pure coincidence i think there's a little bit of that but it's not to the extent that it keeps your life force alive can i ask john as someone who i know believes in science why do you not believe this nurse with a lifetime of experience over your <laughs> feeling right now it's, there's a there's <laughs> a straight line from this into anti-masking i just don't feel like she's done her research i feel like she wants to be right her research is her career yeah whatever i'm not saying i don't <laughs> such a great also, answer whatever also first of all <laughs> No, it's, I'm not. It's not nurse. It's, it's this Baldo down here. I, the nurse isn't here. It's his filter. We don't know what this fucking nurse said. She oh, said now, oh, now the nurse. It's not that the nurse is seeing what she wants. Is that yeah, I'm remembering it wrong? No, no. That's I'm what a pivot. All of my points. I've started with the nurse, and I've moved on to you. Don't try and what about me? I know how to debate as well, sir. Um, yeah. So put that, pop that in your pipe and schmuck it. Uh, so take that. I am starting a job tomorrow. <laughs> As a terminal nurse. As a terminal <laughs> nurse. Yeah. You're in a hospice a care area? Hospice care. Yeah. Um, no, I, I fucking landed the a job um, on a TV show, which I've been trying to get for the past year. And I'm fucking delighted. I'm behind an NDA now, so I can't actually talk about it. But uh, we're very excited and it's really fun. And I've spent the whole weekend getting my gear together. Like, Is it going I don't really we, need what on. gear. If we gloves the show. Is it Batgirl 2? <laughs> Actually, I'm not gonna name the I'm not gonna name the show, but I'm just here's my guess. It involves you now having a big brother who's a celebrity. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Is it does it rhyme with Mishmeshman? I don't know what so that's supposed heading, to be. Ashley, are you heading? I was too island? good at my secrecy. You were too good at your secrecy. I don't know what that was supposed <laughs> to be. Are you heading, are you heading to an island of love? <laughs> Imagine. Are you, are Imagine you trying me to me on fucking Love Island? So oh sweaty. Oh, I would love it though. <laughs> <laughs> I would just. I feel like you'd spit in the handsome man's mouth. Just, yeah, like you me. would work your way on to uh, the set. You would gradually become part of the Love Island because all the guys, all the guys would be like, "I want to fuck that." Audio girl. <laughs> you know that, Chris, you know, this is another reference to uh, Sunshine of Your Love. But you know that scene in Goodfellas when it focuses on Jimmy Burke's eyes and he decides to kill everyone for the Lufthansa heist? Mm hmm. That would be like uh, Ashley, <laughs> but with sexual tension. Oh, no, no, no. Do, 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 That's what it would Oh, my God. And that's when Ashley decided to fuck everyone. Okay, let's keep guessing shows. Ashley, is it a show that's trying to decipher whose line it is? Oh, actually, will you have any news for us? Yes, all of these amazing shows that are filmed in Glasgow. <laughs> anyway, the thing I wanted to get down to was the fact that I've been packing my bag to go on set. 
And the whole time I've been doing it, I've been thinking how much of a hard time you guys would give me if you could see everything. That show us what's in the bag. <laughs> show us what's in the bag. Show us what's in the bag. I'm going to take myself off for a second because my bag's over there. I'll be back next time. Okay. <laughs> Why can't we watch her go get her bag? Why did she have to take off the screen to... Why did she just let the show business magic happen? I guess it's, uh, you know, it's just, you know, we've we've all sort of done very silly things on the stream and uh, I feel like walking across the room to get a bag is on the lower end of that. It's a little thing called Razzle Dazzle, Chris. Razzle Dazzle. Check this okay. out. Bert Kreischer invented it. Farted that whole time. I haven't been able to get through that special yet. I loved his other two. I haven't been able to get past the like, third Did note. you love his other two? I do not rate him as a stand-up. The Machine Story is remarkable. But the other Machine than Story that... is amazing. I really like when he talks about his daughter's periods. Oh my god, so okay. funny. It's great. And it's it's just... I think it's really, really. I know it should. It seems rudimentary, but I just think it's really cool to see a dad talking about periods. I just think it's great. Oh, you should watch Chad Daniels. He has a great story about um, preparing for his daughter's first period. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I should do that. Chad Daniels. Yeah. Oh my God, he's great. Yeah, Chad um, Daniels is amazing. Um, do you know what's so stupid? I just typed Chad and my fingers automatic automatically filled in Michael Murray. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Not Kroger? Chad Michael I'm Murray just, is the just uh, the the no, JTT of Ashley's age. Which what did he do? Is um, he old Simba's voice? No, he he was that in um, more. Cinderella story. <laughs> oh gross. And um what else was he in? Russell Crowe movie. He was in Three Hill. That's the one. How often are you searching Chad Michael Murray, Ashley? I'm not. And where are those gloves? Well, you do it. (laughs) Yeah, are those gloves in your alleged bag? Chad Michael Murray. But anyway, (laughs) okay. I have a bag, right? I just, I, (laughs) I really made a point of going out to buy these things so that I could have a really nice organized bag. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I went in. I, I I bought these little kind of see-through zip-up bags uh-huh. so that I could have like little different ones for different yeah, things. Yeah, organized. Oh, that's so great. But when I went into the shop, they just happened to have ones that had like glittery letters on them. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I got an M for medication. <laughs> nice. Look at all those drugs. That's wow. so many drugs. Wow. I just, I mean, I wanted to be that person who has like paracetamol and ibuprofen. I don't, oh, really? I can't even take look- ibuprofen, um, yeah, but I just have some in there because I want to be that guy. You <laughs> want to be Morgan Freeman in Shawshank Redemption? Sure. Um, and then I Actually, have Dioralite. <laughs> I have Dioralite for anybody who gets dehydrated. There you go. I have, I have dental floss because you never know. Um, you do never know, especially if there's Spanish craft services. It really helps you out. Like most of the time, you don't need dental floss, but when you do, you really fucking need dental floss. <laughs> also, Absolutely Ashley, is there anything more intimate than flossing another person's teeth? Uh, I want you to be murdered, and I want to be the one. To I've never it. ever considered flossing somebody else's teeth until right now, this second, and I do not I want, want to do it. Just one of your little... fingers in their mouth, but only one. I have I a little parcel of band aids. Cheeks with hedge clippers. 
um, and then I have my emergency medication for nausea. Mm -hmm. oh, um, oh, do you know what? I'm just getting a phone call that I actually really have to take. I'm going to have to come back in a well, second. Well, that's fine. We have to take it. We're, we're take it. You take it. Go, go, go. 30 seconds I've been, left. How do you feel? I, I feel good. My um, uh, For the last uh, uh, 15 minutes, uh, if you're wondering why I've been on an angle, it's because the charging port in my phone isn't working. I need to clean it out. And so I have to use wireless charging. But my phone was going to die, so I just have, I'm holding the pad up with my phone, and the cable is not quite long enough for me to sit where I was sitting. What an absolute uh, wild time we're having. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've fulfilled contractual obligation. The show is now in overtime. We're in overtime. Are we? Overtime. We're at 44 minutes. 44 minutes. 45 minutes, according to the counterclock I'm looking at right now. What? It says 44, 16, 17, 18 on, uh, the, on the recording. The Red live, Square. Live 4516 on mine. Our StreamYard's getting wacky to backy out here. I was given yeah. a free joint with cigarettes that I bought the other day, and uh, Canada is a pretty cool place. Yeah, that sounds all right. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, on that note, Canada is a pretty cool place. We will see you next week. We love you. you we love us. you. Good luck, Ashley, with your new job. Yay. Ashley, and we've actually remembered to hit all the posts this time. Check out this old lady talking about sex. into her vagina that's all question is will i remember to turn off the stream before turning off the old lady oh, there's only one way to find out i was wondering i was wondering exactly that when it plays yeah i wonder as well well we'll have to wait so the man passes the sperm to the woman and now his sperm is in her Still waiting to see if I know. I love the way she says, and now his sperm is in her. Fair exchange. That can't happen. Oh, look at that. There's a plot twist. Check that out. I was dead, but now I'm back. Easter. Happy Easter. Penis into her vagina.